And now, live from the Wallenberg Studios in the heart of Utah, the Wallenberg Radio Network is proud to bring you The Brian Wallenberg Show. The Brian Wallenberg Show. A conservative take on politics, news, and current events, and even things the other guys don't talk about. And now, here's your host, the award-winning broadcaster, Brian Wallenberg. And welcome on back to another episode of The Brian Wallenberg Show. Live here on the Wallenberg Radio Network, once again here to talk about your favorite news, politics, and current events stories that we all like to talk about here on my program. So welcome on back. I, I, I love doing this. I love being here for you. Love sharing all the great stories, a lot of great political insights. And happy to announce that since... The last episode, we haven't had any other earthquakes here in Utah yet, so that's on a lighter note. Like I said we got about, a, you know, several of them last week. Still waiting for that big one that they say is going to come, which I don't know if it's going to or not. But uh, anyway, yes, we're safe and sound and glad to be here and... Got a lot of great stories to talk about, so without further ado, let's go ahead and get things started. Let's start off by talking politics. It's time for Brian's conservative take on politics. Because being conservative is the only way to be. Because when he's right, he's right. All right, so let's get things started. And Well, got a good story here for you. President Donald Trump defunds Planned Parenthood will cut almost $60 million in taxpayer funding. Of course, this will be a good addition to the wall funding, but unfortunately, can't use the funds for that. So, President Donald Trump finalized an administrative rule that would partially defund the Planned Parenthood abortion business and the private of as much as $60 million in taxpayer dollars. This action adds to uh, President Trump's record of defunding the Planned Parenthood abortion company. Uh, yeah, So the abortion chain receives almost $50 million to $60 million in Title X funds annually, but that could change now that the new rules are being implemented. The administration's changes to Title X family planning grants have angered the abortion chain Planned Parenthood, prompting a lawsuit. So um, it's a great conservative measure. Um, It's the liberals that want to have abortions and that they it's the, the liberal Democratic view. That's what they stand for. Conservative Republicans are against it. So it, and also as a Christian, also I, I would be against that too. So yeah, great move by the president. You know, of course, the other conservative rule is to cut unnecessary spending. So, so that's great uh, for that. So here's a story for you: new election ordered in North Carolina House District after possible illegal activities. So, yeah, with the election 
long past due, or I should say long over with, uh, from the North Carolina Board of Elections on Thursday ordered a new election in the 9th Congressional District after allegations of illegal activity and the handling of mail-in ballots. The five-member board's unanimous action came after several days of hearings into Republican ballot-collecting practices in the 2018 general election. Yeah, I mean, we're still hearing about this stuff, unfortunately. So the decision was made after the GOP candidate, Mark Harris, surprisingly suggested Thursday that there should be a new election because the public had lost confidence in the results. On Election Day, Harris had narrowly topped Democrat Dan McCready in unofficial results. So, you know, and this is kind of the problem, too, when you have early voting, mail-in ballots, and all that stuff. You know, it's good to have technology to try to ease things, but I don't know if that's actually going to be better than actually going to the polls on election day, you know, the old traditional way, you know, to do everything. And with the Democrats intercepting ballots and having fake ballots, you know, so that's, you know, kind of where that is. So, um, but yeah, I mean, if there is any kind of illegal activity, I think there should be a new election. If one candidate, see, this is what I think too. As I mentioned on my last episode with online petitions, you know, here's a good one for you. That during an election, if any candidate cheated, if there's any illegal activity where somebody cheated, that seat goes to their opponent. That, that's what I think should be the case. Now, the Democrats aren't going to like that because the Democrats are usually the ones doing the cheating. See how that works? So, anyway, uh, moving on. France now preparing for a civil war against Muslims to take their country back. So, yeah, nearly a year ago, uh, Paris, France experienced the worst terror attack in history at the hands of ISIS psychopaths. From that day forward, Europe has been absolutely demolished and taken over by refugees, Islam, and ISIS terrorists hiding and waiting to carry out their next attack. So, since the refugee crisis, France has accepted 13,000 refugees, but many experts argue that the number could be much higher given that many are sneaking in and, you know, just kind of taking over. Nevertheless, France has been experiencing many problems with refugees and it has led to officials afraid they're going to lose their country. And this is yeah, why we got to keep them out. Unfortunately, I mean, I'm not one for civil war. Even though it seems like America is on the verge of having a civil war. But we need to keep them, I, Islam, in their own countries. If they're going to you know, come in, take over, and cause all the trouble. Just like with the Mexicans. 
Now, I don't hear the Democrats saying that uh, France is racist because they don't want Islam there. I mean, it's got nothing to do with race. Really, this stuff doesn't have anything to do with race. It's like when you want a wall on the southern border. It's got nothing to do with the color of someone's skin. It's because of all the problems that come when they come into the country and take over. So, anyway, uh, moving on. I'm not sure if I've mentioned this story at all. But uh, I know I've been talking a lot about the presidential candidates, the Democrat ones that are going to be running for the Democratic nomination in 2020. Bernie Sanders announces a 2020 run, and he says, we're going to win. So Senator Bernie Sanders from Vermont announced Tuesday he is launching a bid for the 2020 Democratic presidential nomination, hoping to reignite the... Uh, progressive support of his insurgent 2016 campaign. And he's been telling CBS this morning, we're going to win. I don't know. Will he win? Uh, Maybe. Maybe not. I mean, out of all the Democratic candidates, I mean, Bernie Sanders? Of course, he's, I don't, he's probably not much better than Kamala Harris or any of these other people that are running. They don't have a lot of good people running on the Democratic end. Anyway, uh, let's see, moving on here. Putin vows to target U.S. if missiles are deployed in Europe. So Russia will respond to any American deployment of short or intermediate range nuclear weapons in Europe by targeting not only the countries where they are stationed, but the U.S. itself, President Vladimir Putin said on Wednesday. So, you know, and this goes to show you that um, there is no collusion between President Trump and Vladimir Putin because this stuff won't happen if they were best buds. So, and as I mentioned a few episodes ago, too, that uh, the Mueller report wrapped up, and even Democrats admit that there was no evidence of any collusion. And this also proves that. So, anyway, uh, moving on, let's go on, and yes. We're going to talk a little bit more about the crazy stuff the Democrats are doing. We all know Brian is conservative, but what are the liberals up to? Find out here on Democratic Chaos. And yes, as we know, they're always up to no good. So, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez rips the media for reporting on her new luxury high-rise. Now, this is a freshman congresswoman uh, who's really not much smarter than a rock. Uh, took office, and she was living in her office for a little while till her congressional pay kicked in because she couldn't afford to get any kind of residence in the Washington area. She had her main one in her main state, but, you know, she was... 
probably the poorest person to take um, take over in Congress there. Ah, but now she's doing quite well. So yeah, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez scolded media outlets for reporting that she lives in a luxury high-rise building in Washington, D.C. around the time she and other high-profile Democrats appeared on a hit list compelled by a Maryland man arrested for allegedly planning a mass terror attack. So as we know that the media didn't go out of their way to say, hey, look at this rich woman. She's got this expensive high-rise. You know, it's got nothing to do with that. It's just, it came down from another news story. So it just, you know, it wasn't intentional. It just kind of accidentally came about. And, well, and speaking of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, um, she took to Twitter, as you know, she's been kind of running her mouth a lot, saying a lot of stupid things. Um, and here's the thing. Now, there is a woman in Alabama who went off overseas to marry mem- to marry a member of ISIS. And she's married a couple of them and, you know, they were killed, you know. So Donald Trump will not let this woman back into the country. Okay, period. That, that's the thing. I mean, she doesn't really belong here. She's a terrorist. She supports terrorism. We don't want her here. So Representative Cortez went to Twitter and says, press release, we must block Trump from stopping the return of the heroic Alabama mother from ISIS. In many ways, she is more of a hero than our veterans. Welcome home, sister. Oh my gosh. Can we believe that? I mean, seriously. Ah. You know, this is someone else that supports terrorism and she supports other countries and sticks up for them and nothing for us, you know, kind of like Nancy Pelosi's doing. So, okay, well, moving on. Judge strikes down North Carolina voter ID that was okayed by voters. This is more of liberal democraticism at work. And we have a lot of liberal judges that are just overturning anything conservative. It's really sick. So, the judge uh, sided on Friday with the state NAACP, which argued last year's edition of the General Assembly that voted to put amendments to the North Carolina Constitution on the ballot was illegally constituted due to racially gerrymandered districts. Can you believe this? So, the NAACP challenged four amendments. Only two of them, the voter ID and the income tax cap, were approved by a majority of voters. So, Wake Court Superior Court Judge Brian Collins, 
wrote the amendments placed on the ballot by the legislature that did not represent the people of North Carolina. The decision could be appealed by legislative leaders who were sued. So, uh, North Carolina House Speaker Tim Moore said, We will fight for North Carolinians' voices in support of voter ID and a lower income tax cap. The people have spoken, and this outrageous attempt to invalidate their decisions will be appealed. Well, good for them. Hopefully they can overcome that. Seriously. Um, moving on in this uh, segment, Vermont House passes a staggering abortion bill. And, uh, yeah, the Vermont House voted on a bill that would allow abortion at any stage of pregnancy and for any reason whatsoever. Critics say legislation is more expansive of abortion rights than the extremist bills passed in New York and Virginia. And it's quoted, Every individual who becomes pregnant has the fundamental right to choose to carry a pregnancy to term, give birth to a child, or to have an abortion even very late term, which is murder. It's more liberalism at work. Speaking of liberalism at work, uh, here's one. As we talk about you know, democratic chaos and we talk about the liberal mainstream media, we know that CNN is the most liberal of the liberals. So, Jesse... Smollett, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, was offered a job at CNN after fabricating news stories out of thin air. So, proven to be a fake news person. Oh, hey, CNN, hey, let's hire him. Ah, yeah. There's a reason why Donald Trump calls CNN fake news network. They are the most fakest news network we have. So, yeah, CNN producers were reportedly impressed throughout the ongoing saga of Smollett's appearance, hoax attacks on himself. They realized early on the facts didn't add up, but were fascinated with how well the actor kept the narrative going. An HR representative quickly reached out to Smollett to see if he'd be interested in taking on a position at the news organization. After the news broke out. So. Yeah. Okay. That's. Getting kind of weird. But what do you expect? I mean it's CNN. So. Anyway. um, Yeah. Continuing on. Austin boy. Is called Little Hitler. After selling hot cocoa to raise money for Trump's border wall. So here's a kid that raised over $1,400 with his at-home hot cocoa stand. And he's doing everything he can to help Donald Trump raise money for the border wall. And he was inspired after 
the State of the Union address. So a seven-year-old boy is facing backlash after some neighbors in his northwest Austin, Texas community took offense to a hot chocolate stand. He started to raise money for the border wall. The boy's parents, Shane and Jennifer Stevens, says their son Benton decided he wanted to start a fundraiser after attending the inauguration and watching the State Union address earlier in the month. Both Shane and Jennifer are members of the Republican National Convention and call themselves conservatives. They say that the news coverage they watch and the conversation at the dinner table have obviously rubbed off on Benton. But what a nice little boy, seven years old. And he's already trying to do a lot of great things for the country. So, way to go, Benton. So, it's always great to hear stories like that. So, anyway, let's uh, continue on to our next segment. Have opinions on your favorite top news stories? Well, so does Brian. All of your news delivered like no one else. It's time for Brian's News Insights. So let's talk about some other great news stories here that we have to talk about. So a U.S. Christian who refuses to pay taxes until abortion is defunded has first big win in court. So in Columbia City, Oregon, on April 18th, uh, so it says like, 60% 60% of Americans, Michael Bauman, opposes taxpayer funding of abortion. See, he's he's fighting this because it's the taxpayers are paying for abortion. He didn't want to pay taxes if his money is being used to fund abortions. Unlike most Americans, he is currently squaring off against the Internal Revenue Service to avoid doing so. Bauman is a 53-year-old Christian and contract engineer in Columbia City, Oregon. He has refused to file a tax return or pay taxes since 1999. The Oregonian reports citing the federal government's funding of the abortion industry. And he says, I am not a protester. I love my country. I have a duty to my country. I have a duty to my conscience. So, yeah, what happens next? The IRS was going after him. And says last week, uh, U.S. District Judge Michael Mossman you know, sided with Bowman on the felony charge, ruling that the feds failed to show he attempted to conceal income or deceive the government. Prosecutors remain free to reintroduce the charge in the future and are currently weighing whether to do so. Wow. So, looks like we do have some conservative judges out there. You know, that's... I mean, as a Christian and a conservative, I think that's awesome. Really, I do. So... Anyway, in other news, Robert Kraft, the Patriots owner, facing charges for soliciting prostitution. Yeah, so 
Robert Kraft, the owner of the Super Bowl champion New England Patriots, is facing two counts of soliciting another to commit prostitution. Um, so in Jupiter, Florida, the Jupiter police made the announcement during a news conference Friday morning. Kraft's name is on the list of 25 people facing charges in connection to a crackdown on human trafficking and spa sex acts at the Orchids of Asia Day Spa in Jupiter, Florida. The NFL is aware of the ongoing law enforcement matter and will continue to monitor developments, is what the NFL made a statement on Friday. So, yeah, there's a man, a billionaire that has everything made for himself and he just, I don't know, he just didn't really... You know, he lost everything. Kind of like Jared Fogle. You know, the subway guy. Here's a man that had everything going for him. Had a wife, had a family, had a great job. Does something stupid and he loses it and he's in prison for 15 years. So, I don't know. I just don't think that's a very good thing. I don't know what that guy was thinking. And, well, speaking of... People that wonder, what are you thinking? Well, that's a good intro for our next segment. People often make a lot of mistakes that seem kind of, well, you know, stupid. So we prepared this segment called, What Were You Thinking? Well, got a couple of stories here. So, white Mexican... uh, I'm sorry. White customer at a Mexican restaurant swears at the Spanish-speaking manager. Um, I know you're probably upset that the manager is not speaking English, speaking Spanish. You can't understand him. But it's a Mexican restaurant. What do you expect? You know, I've gone in Italian restaurants and... Well, they speak English, but with a strong Italian accent. I've had that. Of course, I thought it was pretty cool. It was before I worked for a catering company where I lived in Minnesota. Yeah, I go in to pick up an order. He reads off the order. He talks with an Italian accent. Got the bar of China. You know. <laughs> well, it's, it's actually kind of fun, but yeah. So a video showing a white woman swearing at the general manager of a Mexican restaurant in West Virginia for speaking Spanish went viral over the weekend. She says, English is our first language, so you need to speak English. The woman identified in the video as Jill screamed at Sergio Budar. Hope I'm saying that right. The manager and says, get the blank out of my country. Um, That's that's actually very, very sad. I'd, you know. Not a very good thing to do. And no, I do not support that. I don't want the illegals coming over, but you know, we don't know if the general manager of this restaurant was illegal or not. And so, but no, I, I, I don't support that. And no, I don't condone that at all. So uh, moving on, a store employee no longer has a job after... The MAGA hat dispute. Make America great a hat. 
as we know, Democrats are always screaming at people that have a Make America Great apparel on, treating us like we're enemies and screaming out of other stores. And, you know, I've played audio and stories like that on previous episodes, but... Yeah, it's uh, in Kansas, an employee of a clothing and shoe store in a suburban Kansas City shopping mall no longer has a job after a confrontation with a teen wearing a Make America Great Again baseball cap. A video that shows part of Saturday's encounter at the Vans Off the Wall store in Overland Park, Kansas was posted by a Twitter account called Red Nation Rising. It shows a teen's mom telling another store employee that her 14-year-old son was asked to take off his hat as he entered the store. She said that when her son didn't respond, the employee swore at him. So, swearing at a 14-year-old boy, great. So, now, now you know why that person doesn't have a job anymore. You know, you can't go around doing that kind of stuff at it's just not right, you know, and you, you just can't do it. It's just plain wrong. So, anyway, so, anyway, we're um, out of time right now. Thanks once again for joining me. Be back on the air very soon. Please go ahead and write to me. I'm still waiting for your emails. Comments at brianwallenberg.com. And we'll see you again. Thanks for listening to The Brian Wallenberg Show. To learn more about Brian and this radio program, head on over to www.brianwallenberg.com and click on Brian Wallenberg Show for contact information and on where you can listen to the show on the Wallenberg Radio Network.